Hello, everyone. I'm going to keep this short and sweet because if you can't tell, I am losing my voice, which is not ideal. <laughs> Today, I'm speaking with my best friend and former teammate, Rio speller Drews. She's from the Toronto area, and we met going into freshman year, so the summer of 2014. So I'm going to set the scene for you when we met. I was in a fight with my dad. We're unloading my car, and by fight, I mean I was being an asshole to my dad. <laughs> I walk into the dorm room. Rio and her mom and dad are hugging and crying because they're saying goodbye after they're dropping her off in America and going back to Canada. So I bust in the room with all of my things, way too many things for this small dorm room. We had the awkward, hey, I'm Jen, hey, I'm Rio, laugh it off, kind of. This is super uncomfortable, but we were both feeling awkward anyways. And from that moment on, we were pretty much inseparable. Throughout this episode, you're going to hear about where Rio grew up and where she played, how Rio stayed connected to the team even after she graduated from College of Charleston, how her transition was a little bit different than her teammates, and then we'll get into the topic of purpose. What is purpose? How does it serve us during sports? And then how does purpose change after you're done? So y'all, buckle up, because you're listening to the second episode of What the Hell Do I Do Now? on what the hell do I do now and really fortunate to have you. Thanks for inviting me Jen. I'm so excited. It'll be great. A great conversation. Things we talk about on the regular but it'll be nice to kind of uh, put it out there for others to hear as well. So on today's episode I want to just talk about life after soccer and what you experienced and how you worked through the significant change that we all experienced when we're done playing. So when you were competing, what teams did you play for? And whether that's club and um, college and then also professionally. So growing up, I played for Aurora, which is where I grew up, kind of like a small town outside of Toronto. Um, And then I moved over to Burlington. That's where we competed. Uh, We actually made it to nationals, which was great. We played against the other top teams in other provinces. And then playing for Team Ontario, uh, Team Ontario, I trained out of Mississauga, which is also in the greater Toronto area. Uh, before college, I actually played semi-pro for Toronto Lynx. So that was kind of cool, making my way into the city. Um, and then College of Charleston, did a stint in the summer for Watford over um, in the London area. And then, um, yeah, I came back, played some more college soccer, but then... Oh kind of laced it up (laughs) following soccer so obviously your last season was 2017 what significant life changes if any did you experience I think living in Charleston for a year and a half after finishing soccer kind of phased me out of it a little bit like still being around girls from the team help that final semester of senior year um, and then watching them play the next season Uh, which obviously hurt a little bit to watch, but kind of kept me connected. 
And then um, during that year, I just played for fun with some of my friends from college, um, just in like a co-ed pickup league. And that was really fun, um, but definitely missed the competitive edge. I think like keeping some opportunities open through coaching really allowed me to kind of stay connected in like a healthy way, um, but definitely missed like competing at a high level and just kind of having that as my, my purpose, so to say. Do you think it helped still staying in Charleston? Obviously, you don't know any different because that's what you did. But following school, being so close to it, like being able to go watch the games, do you think that was harder or easier gentle transition because you're still able to stay so close? I think I think it's kind of a bittersweet either way. Um, you either leave and you kind of rip off the Band-Aid or, uh, you know, sticking around, I kind of got to live it a little bit longer than some people might have been able to. But maybe that made it a little harder in the long run, you know, kind of having that connection and kind of losing it, I guess, abruptly after that. But even like today, I like to stay close to the game and try and like stay involved in any way I can, um, just because it was a huge part of my life. I'm not sure, to be honest. I guess I guess we'll never know the alternative, but yeah. <laughs> um, I liked some aspects of it, but it was sad to watch them sit in the stands. You're not on the grass anymore. <laughs> I know it always was interesting because I took my fifth year, obviously, and we lived together during that time. It was always so comforting looking up into the stands and, and seeing you guys. Obviously, it would have been nice if I would see you guys standing in front of me, helping me out on the field, but it definitely was... I guess on the flip side of that, still playing and seeing alumni supporting is, I think, what makes our program so strong and so tight-knit. But I think having you on the field and living with you definitely made it more purposeful that, like, we we showed up, you know? Yeah, so it was maybe that's a little why bit more connected. It more rather than it hurting. It was, uh, it was a fun event, and it was great to go support the girls. And we, we still knew everyone on the field, so... Yeah. Exactly. And you guys were able to pregame and we were able to warm up. <laughs> it was always sad when I would look over and see you guys drinking a beer and I'm warming up. I was, yeah. I was pumped to play, but it would have been nice to have a little beer too sometimes. What did you appreciate most about your experience? And experience can be a loose term. I mean, whether that's college or just in general of, of growing up playing soccer and having such a strong support from the structure of it. Yeah, it's kind of, it's interesting. You can look at it through so many lenses, like on a personal level. I'm so thankful for the friendships, um, like the leadership skills it taught me. It kind of showed me what I was capable of doing, what I was capable of enduring. So that definitely has kind of shaped me as a professional as well, um, set me up well for working full time, especially being in like kind of a startup area. Uh, the grit is still there. So kind of pull from my glory days as an athlete and apply that uh, work effort. I would say in terms of school, like I'm so thankful that soccer brought me to the U.S. to such a great college, a beautiful city. Um, at the end of the day, got me my education and I learned a lot throughout my four years there, which was amazing. Um, also on like a cultural setting, living in the South, coming from Toronto was a bit of a shock, but I'm so thankful for the different outlook that it kind of brought me. So all in all, it, it really did shape me like a, a lot. Those four years truly kind of merged who I was when I left Toronto and then who I wanted to be in Charleston. And now I kind of feel like I'm a, a great blend of what I was supposed to be. <laughs> 
reflecting now just back to college what was your favorite experience while competing or just being at the program I think like maybe not even just one moment but you know when you're sitting in the locker room before like a really big game (laughs) and you kind of look around and you're like shit all right, whatever happens and then <laughs> we're in this together. Like, uh, whether it goes great and uh, we're chanting on the bus ride, getting sonic <laughs> after the game, like that's amazing. Or that bus ride's quiet, but you look around and you just know that everyone in that locker room and even those that aren't in the locker room, but that are back home watching the game, we're all in it together. And at the end of the day, uh, Tuesday practice comes around. We're in it together. (laughs) Get on that line together. (laughs) Um, So I think just like having that feeling, like it kind of gives me chills just thinking about it, but just knowing that there are so many girls on your team that are living the exact same thing, going through the same thing. And like, you've got your, your rat pack behind you, you know, it's, I think it's like not even one moment, but just all those moments in the locker room when you're like, we're in this, we're doing this. I mean, I think I, I don't think I've had an experience like that since college. It's crazy to think like when you're in it, you don't recognize how unique that is. And intensity, like I can, like right now, just talking about it. Like I truly just have chills. Like I don't know. I'm smiling ear to ear. It's just the best feeling. And at the time it, you know, it feels like a heavy weight, but looking Mm -hmm. back on it, it's, it was the greatest. Kind of changing paces here. What was something or what is something that you think could have helped your transition following soccer? So soccer's done. It's whether it's due to an injury, whether it's because you can't play anymore, your season's done. And that was the last time. What do you think is something that would have made it easier? Yeah, I, I guess I was fortunate to kind of make it out without the injury kind of being my way out. I feel for everyone who that's the case for. But I think throughout college and even before college, it would have been great to have like diversified my interests a little bit. I, I guess like through and through my life was soccer. Everything I did was somehow connected back to it. But just having a different path that like maybe I don't go down so intensely but just have it open, Um, like leave some other windows open. I played a lot of other sports growing up and I'm really excited uh, when COVID's done to kind of, you know, get into some volleyball leagues and, you know, maybe some tennis leagues or something like that and still stay in that athletic world. But I wish I had just kind of explored that a little bit earlier. I think it would have given me something to lean on when your main crutch is gone, you know. I completely agree. I feel like I put all my eggs in one basket and then when soccer's done and when school's done, your basket is done. <laughs> you got to get a new basket. So it's weird. It was cool to see you like go into the coaching though and like still be connected to the college game. Like I feel like that was a great way of kind of leading you to like now your career path and what you want to do in the future. Like I, I think that that was a great exit strategy for you so to say <laughs> it was nice. It was weird coaching kids that are our age. Because I'd, I'd say, get on the line, you know, we're going to run. And, and then I don't have to run with you, even though we're pretty much the same age. And I'm telling you, you to can go. You probably outrun just about anyone I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I don't know about that anymore. <laughs> oh. Have you been new at, at anything since the completion of soccer, since you've been done? And I know that might be a weird question, but I, I was thinking about that when I was learning how to snowboard. 
I was like, I haven't been doing anything in a long time and it fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I know you kind of like you took that under your arm and you really ran with it. Like that was a uh, brand new hobby that you had never tried before. It was brutal. And I remember <laughs> when you said that, I was like, she's going to break both her wrists. <laughs> she's going down. I don't know how I didn't. I yeah, truly don't know. It's cool that you just kind of, you're like, I'm going to do this and I've never done it before. I don't. I don't think I've done something totally new. Like, I think I've reignited some interests maybe, but nothing like from ground zero. And maybe snowboarding's that. Maybe I need you to come here. And- <laughs> hey, if you move to BC, it might be. I'll come out there and visit and snowboard out there. I know. And I remember after college, you got really into boxing, which was super awesome to see. And I think it was fun too, because I would... I would join and it was just the best way to get your whatever the day kind of threw at you out. I mean, it ties back into the whole diversifying what you have going on and being new at something is intimidating. I mean, with soccer, from the time we started playing, we weren't really new to the game. And so it is weird to think about being new at something whenever you've been doing the same thing every single day. Yeah, I think even with like the kickboxing too, it was cool because I obviously hadn't really done that before. Like we did it a little bit during school and then after school kind of like took took the lead a little bit on it and it was nice to just almost be coached from like a very amateur level you know I feel like with soccer sometimes it's like yeah let's go kick around and it's almost like I can't separate that like competitive and just have fun you know Um, but with boxing it's like I'm clearly not a professional kickboxer by any means so it's kind of fun to develop yeah a new skill but still apply your your you still have your peaches peaches (laughs) (laughs) in college Rio taught us a (laughs) self-defense movement and she was quite good at it so I always felt safe walking on the street because she would have saved us all (laughs) (laughs) back in my high school days oh man what is something that helped you work through the transition or, or multiple things? What did you lean on to? What did you fall back on to? I think being so close with you and the girls, it like helped so much because we're so transparent when we talk about things. And like, even I think like a couple of weeks ago, I wrote something in our group chat and I think three of you came back and you were like, oh my gosh, yes, 100%. Like, I so see how that's translated to the professional world. And it's just reassuring to know like, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm not the only person feeling this. (laughs) And it's funny because like, I guess in a professional setting, you're exposed to so many different people. Whereas in college, most of our friends were athletes. So we all had the same mindset. It seemed so like normal, all our behaviors and things like that. Um, And I guess for the most part, they were pretty similar. But now being around people who just value such different things and have been through such different things I guess there's fewer people that you can kind of like resonate with Um, so I think like having a strong friend group coming out of college was honestly a saving grace because I know we chat about things all the time so I'm excited for you to have the other girls on too because I hope they feel the same way (laughs) I remember it was so weird my fifth year when um, I was like, you guys should come like to this party or you guys should come. And you guys were like, well, we, we aren't on the team anymore. So it feels like we don't want to intrude. But now I told, I did not understand the concept. Once I was done with it, I was like, I get it. I'm done. And the team's moved on and it feels weird to hold on to it. Even though when I was on the team, it didn't feel weird for you guys to still hold on to it. So it is nice 
in retrospect, looking back, it was a saving grace for me to watch you guys go through it and have those conversations with you as well, because I just didn't realize how to resonate with it until I experienced it too. It's weird saying that because you had your extra year. I actually said this to my mom the other day. I feel like it wasn't that long ago, but it was over three. So long (laughs) ago. ago, Which is crazy to think, like it doesn't feel like it's been that long. But I guess I think of all the different seasons post-soccer that kind of happened, you know, the yeah. highs and lows. And it's like, wow, it has been a lot. It, it's almost been as long as our college soccer career, you know? Which that, kind of when you put it that way, it <laughs> gives me chills. I mean, like in August when it's nice out and I'm hiking and I'll have a beer, the last thing I want to do is go to preseason. The thought of going to a preseason practice over doing like a fun hike or going somewhere is I'm like absolutely not but then when I also think back I'm like I would kill to go back to practice with you guys I would I would love to be back in a game sometimes I'm really happy I'm done and then it's like I would trade so much to just be back for one game which is like I don't know sometimes I feel guilty for like being happy that I don't have to wake up and go to practice it's a weird feeling Yeah. And I think it kind of comes back to like the intensity of those emotions at the time. Like they were, they're so intense that they're really like vivid now still. And I I, like miss that. I miss like the nerves. I miss, Mm -hmm. like I said, kind of like looking around the locker room and seeing all the girls just being one group and like so united. But yeah, it is weird. It's just like a totally different chapter. I feel like when you look at yourself then and yourself now and how much you've grown and kind of like leveraged it, but also how different your life is. Even just what you said, like waking up at the crack of dawn and like we used to do those Tuesday practices. And, yeah. You know, we'd be driving down King Street. No one else was on awake <laughs> or people were heading home from the night before. You know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and here we are playing Katy Perry, finding a parking Blasting spot. Blasting music. To, yeah. I hit the gym early. I guess it's bittersweet. Yeah, it's nice to have the option. Like when when we work out now, we always say like, you know, we can do whatever we want in our workout. We can kind of tailor it as we want. We can do different workout classes. So that's amazing. But I guess it just went from one extreme to the other. And having that balance would probably be the best situation, you know. I feel like in conversation, it's pretty irrelevant when I say I played soccer in college, which is sad because it was such a big part of our lives. And so, I don't know, it felt, it almost felt like a breakup. It's like this thing that is the center of your life is now moving on without you, it feels. And I don't know if you feel like this, but uh, my roommate right now, Amy, she actually played uh, one season in the U.S. and then uh, transferred to a school on the East Coast in Canada. So we, we chat about these things often and it came up in conversation a, a couple weeks ago, but I was like, it's kind of weird to think that Anyone that I meet from here on out, whether it's like friends or relationships or whatever it might be, they'll never know me as a soccer player or me as a collegiate athlete. And I'm I'm like always worried because I reference it so much. That it's <laughs> I do too. Like, it sounds crazy. You know? like, like I'm not trying to prove <laughs> something. It's just like my identity. I don't know. Yeah. Or even when I messaged in the group the other day and I was like, can I still hang up my jersey? Like we had these beautiful, <laughs> like our jerseys were framed for us. They have like an action shot and then a group shot. And I love it. It reminds it's me. It's hanging of- up in my family room. It was like yeah, a shrine. It the best four years <laughs> of my life. 
And I'm like, you know what? It's part of me. And newcomers might not know that, but you know, the people that were there from day one will. (laughs) All the the people that you meet now are not going to know that unless you tell them. As like athletic, but not an athlete, you know? And that's what I always found hard is that especially now being in working every day and not being constantly surrounded by my old teammates or my best friends. It's such an individual feeling. And so I just don't talk about it, but we're all experiencing it on a very personal level. And it's very similar feeling. It sounds like the way I've described it to you. And I know you described it to me and our old teammates describing it. It's something that people don't understand unless they participated in. It's unlike any experience I've had during and then after it. it. I don't know. It just feels like it's like a missing piece. There's always just something missing. And you know what's kind of interesting about that is I feel like a lot of people find their calling later in life. Maybe you'll hit it at mid-20s or mid-30s or mid-40s. Who knows? Like could even be in your older years, you know, but I feel like we found it so early on. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that typically lasts a lifetime, you know, like there's a timeline on being an athlete. And of course, like we could still be playing and doing those things, but also have to focus on like our professional lives. It's like a blessing and a curse. Like we found our calling so early and we were so fortunate to have that sense of belonging at such a young age. But I always ask myself, will I ever have that sense of belonging again in a group that's so cohesive, you know, like you obviously have your friend groups. And I think one thing I love about most of my friend groups is we're so different, you know, like there's something that brings us together, but we're all very different personalities. But on the team, it's like, we're all like, we are all still so different, but we have the same mindset. And like, we look at things through the same lens and with the same priorities. So I just like always wonder, like, will I ever have that feeling again? And if not, how am I going to kind of like push past that or be at peace with like not having that feeling again? You know, it's the priorities. Like my priorities aren't necessarily the same as the people I hang out with now, just because we're so different and we've had different experiences and it's been great. My friends are great and my community here is great, but it's just not the same. And that's what I love about our experience. I truly believe we got really lucky in college. A lot of my club teammates, people I've talked to who played at different schools didn't have an experience with such a close-knit group. We were really, really lucky. Like same thing on on my end. People enjoyed their experiences and I still talk about everyone three years out, you know, Mm -hmm. you can tell it's just something so special. And honestly, I don't know how that all worked out, but it really did. And um, yeah, it's a tough tough pill to swallow to like kind of let it go, not let it go, but you know, move past it chapter. Yeah. I always tried to think, especially on job applications, when they ask about your hobbies, like, I don't fucking know. I play soccer. I played soccer. That's all I did. I, I don't have any hobbies. I really like going to the beach. I like to go on walks and hang out with my friends, but I I feel like I didn't have a hobby. And I guess kind of that's the goal of everyone. My dad and I were having a conversation one time. He's a doctor, he's been through med school, done all of it, been a doctor for like 25 years. He was like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I was like, dad, what do you mean? You don't know what you're doing with your life. You've already done a lot. Like you've done so much. I thought you're kind of doing it. 
I think it's not just a problem with athletes after sports. It's a problem and not even a problem, but it's just the search and the quest of life. What am I going to do with it? And what are the things that make me happy and the things that don't just occupy my time, but fuel my fire. And so finding that is difficult when the only thing you've known is one single thing. Yeah. And I feel like even at work and stuff, you know, like I'm, I'm really thankful that I do like, I, I love my colleagues and I love my job. So it's a good purpose to have, especially with COVID, like yeah. not being able to do as many things. I couldn't imagine not liking my job because honestly it is what gets you up in the morning these days. You know, it, it's weird because like you, you know, you always hear like, oh, your purpose shouldn't be work. Mm-hmm. But I guess if you really enjoy it, it's okay. And at the time, soccer was our work, you know, and there were definitely days where we were like, we don't want to do this. We weren't enjoying it. You know, like, <laughs> <came> a job. <laughs> Crying <laughs> in the car, listening to sad music. <laughs> yeah, like there were many waves throughout those four years, you know. Oh my gosh. Um, but I guess it's like anything in life. I'm trying to find ways outside of work too that like ignite me because I, I think it's the same with like I should have had that outlook with soccer. Like I, I can't make this my one thing. I can't rely on one thing to like fuel that fire. Like you said, like you have to get your energy from different people, from different hobbies. I guess it's just like investing. You can't put everything in <laughs> in one thing. So yeah, you just kind of, you really have to invest your energy in different sources. And who's to say that we're not going to get hit by another curveball? Like right now, I'm trying to find other ways to work out or stay active. We're fortunate that our bodies are still allowing us to do that, right? Like what happens if one day kind of our worlds turn upside down, knock on wood and something happens and we aren't, we can't do those things anymore. Right. So even on that level, I want to educate myself on different things like you doing this podcast. That's amazing. It's a creative outlet, right? I know you got into your, um, I can see it in your background there. I don't know what it's called. Like macrame. Macrame. I wanted to say crochet, but it's not my quarantine hobby. (laughs) Like our friend Emily, she loves knitting and just doing little artistic things. So that's something I've been thinking about too. Like, I'm yes, I'm diversifying only really in the athletic world, you know, which I guess is kind of something, I don't know if you experienced this, but we were so active in college. So active. That it's like, it, w- it was our job to- I didn't the- even realize- even days when practice was very, I would say like, meh, like we did walkthroughs, whatever. We ran so much still. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a it's- light day. I'll work out and I've still done less than we did on a walkthrough day. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's wild. And I find like it now I'm working, you know, quite long, like long hours, you know, I'm doing different. I guess I'm coaching. So I'm on my feet sometimes as well. But my body, it's like it kind of had to be like weaned off of working out for four and a half hours a day, you know, like, I I don't know if you felt that, but I felt my mood wasn't right because like my body was kind of like, no, I, I couldn't sit still. And I still struggle with that, but I feel like it's definitely gotten better. But a little part of me is still like, slow down. You don't have to go on a 10 mile run. You can go on a three mile run and that's perfectly fine. But I think it's just like my body's still wanting to like push that barrier or like it's reliant on that, like burning that energy. I don't know. That's another yeah. thing I'm, I struggled with for sure. It's I think the competitive edge for me of like, I would always, whenever we do fitness, I'm like, okay, just do an extra because that'll get you one ahead of a where you were yesterday and everyone else just the extra minute will push you ahead and so now I'm like I don't 
necessarily need that. Like if I'm tired, there's no need to do an extra sprint because I'm not training for anything. And maybe that's the key. It's like a lot of the people I work with at the gym now, they train for Ironmans. Right now they're doing a four by four by 48 challenge. They're running four miles every four hours for 48 hours straight. Like there's a hundred mile race coming up that their people are training for 50 miler. I mean, it's very inspiring and it makes me realize like, maybe I should always have something that I'm reaching towards. But then too, it's like, I, I don't necessarily need to. I know we were kind of just talking about it before, but it, it's one of those things like, yeah, I don't need to, but defining what I need and what I want, like it's mm-hmm. okay to still want to do those things. And yeah, some of them might seem crazy, but maybe they bring you more happiness than, you know, the physical drain. <laughs> like it, yeah. it's it. And I know like yourself and like Mary and MK, Tracy, uh, you guys all did like half and full marathons and stuff like that. And I feel like that helped to kind of set your mind right. And I, I know it's something like I definitely want to do one day because if you guys are ever out of lockdown. Yeah, seriously. Up in Canada. <laughs> the mayor of Toronto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like nothing is happening. It, I guess that's another thing. Like right now it's I know. And then, well, then you add in COVID, you add in a year of not even being able to do anything. And I can't imagine being in college for COVID. I'm really thankful that we didn't experience college soccer with COVID, but yeah, I mean, you can't, you don't have the freedom right now. You're you're not even, you don't have accessibility to many things. So you're limited to what you can pick up and do. Yeah, I guess it'll be coming up on a year. March 16th was the last time I stepped foot in the gym. <laughs> and I mean, I've gotten kind of crafty in trying to stay fit. But right now it's like, like I remember lot. last March, I was like, oh, I'll run 100 miles this month and run a, a marathon in the fall, right? Like I was kind of training for something. Little did I know that we'd still be in this situation. But I think right now that's definitely one of the biggest struggles is like what what's the point of doing these workouts and like again purpose behind it yeah they do like fill that that cup for me and they make me happy and I always say to like my roommate I'm like I just need to go on a run like you know free therapy like I always Mm -hmm. come back in a better mood and I guess it's hard to kind of obviously on fall into fitness I follow a lot of other athletes or just athletic people who like to work out like it's a very like-minded kind of community that I follow on there and I think one thing I struggle to differentiate from is a lot of people enjoy like an athletic lifestyle but I guess we're never exposed to that level or that degree I guess when I compare myself which is terrible I shouldn't do that it's like my mindset's just so different that it almost comes across as like an unhealthy relationship with working out but then Mm -hmm. I always track back to Like, this is what makes me happy. And this is what my body wants. Um, So I guess to another degree where some people don't want to, you know, make themselves work out and stuff like that, listen to your body, which I totally agree with. But another like thing is sometimes my body's telling me no, but like my mind is like, yes, you need this, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that was kind of something tricky post-soccer as well. Yeah. And I guess too, it's like, we're in that habit of every day. There was never really a day off, like... It was either walk through or in between games, we do like a little jog and stretch, but you're still moving. And so it was the habit of, we felt like every day we had some, we had to be doing something, even though that's not necessarily true. It always goes back to like the idea of the purpose, like what's your purpose and purpose changes. And I didn't realize that 
as my, my life is changing, my purpose is going to have to change because I don't have the same things going on. It, it's hard to figure out what, okay, what's my purpose now? Like, what do I want to make my purpose rather than I have to go to practice because I am on this team and that's just the deal. Like, that's not an option. And I guess like looking back and even on this conversation, it's like, since those were some of the best years of our lives. And I think that will stay true throughout our lives. I know there's a lot of good years to come, but those are tough ones to top, you know? And when I'm coaching and I look at my my teams, they're under 13 this year. And I look at these girls and I'm like, I hope that like I can give back to the sport that gave so much to me and like mm-hmm. really shaped me. Um, So I like look at all of them and I'm like, if any of you play in school or like, even if this team right here is like your outlet and it makes you happy, I'm happy that I can give back some of the best years of younger players' lives. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like kind of set them on that path. You know, like if we go practice next week, it's like maybe that one practice will, you know, steer them in the right direction or something. So I guess that's like my new purpose is to let the sport guide others just kind of like how it how it guided me and you're right like our purposes are always changing and when that one wears out you know my my coaching outlet um, I'll have to find something else that is my contribution to society and just I guess the general human population (laughs) like at the end of the day you need to contribute in some way right Um, or, or at least I feel like that's that's what makes me happy so I think right now that's kind of my muse is just giving back to the sport. So as we wrap up, I have one final question. What's your walkout song? Uh, What would it be? I I already know what, I think I know what you're going to say, but we'll see. Okay. So I think you think I'm going to say, where's the love by the black. No, no, actually. What was, what were you thinking? Sugar. Okay, I okay when you said <laughs> when you said that well, I Adam Levine and I in the locker room and her pouring the sugar on me and it was my favorite sugar bag, <laughs> you know, keeping everyone lighthearted before you know before we got torn game, apart. We're like all sweating, but we're like, let's take it fun for these youngsters. You're like years in headlights. That would be a good one. Whereas the love isn't like pump uppy enough, you know. It's like more of like a good a one though. Ride in. You know, when I find a song, I really latch on, drive everyone crazy by playing it too much. I've really been vibing to 7-Eleven by Beyonce. Okay. <laughs> so That's a good one. On my March running playlist. I love that. I, just, I always hit like rewind, you know? Nice. But one of our um, favorite songs to Plastic Bag, definitely not a walkout. but Not a walkout, but uh, after a, a loss, <laughs> maybe a part time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Or a tough practice. Well, I appreciate you for hopping on and talking. I know it's not easy reflecting back on it. Some moments are easy to reflect on because they're super enjoyable, but I know it's still work in progress because I'm still, still there too. But thank you for everything. Best of luck with work and with your teams. And I'm sure we'll speak again. Well, y'all, if you've made it this far, thanks for listening. Soccer gave me a lot of experiences, but the single most important thing it gave me was my people, my community. So thanks for tuning in, and I'm excited to see you guys next week. Well, I guess not see, but talk to you next week.